0: Man, I never knew snakes can help predict earthquakes. According to this thing, they can predict them five days in advance and up to 75 miles away. I guess all that means is I'm never going to know when an earthquake is going to be hitting here because I can't stand snakes.
1: This is the Things I Never Knew podcast. Everyone wants to tell you what they know. We want to discover the things we never knew.
2: Hey, welcome to the conversation. Today, Steve Tripp and Joshua Ernst are talking to a longtime member of our network, Jen Hewitt. Not only has Jen been a big part of our student men team, but also serves as a children's pastor in Port Edwards, Wisconsin. We're so excited about this conversation and we hope that you enjoy it too. Hey Jen. Hey.
0: Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I've known
3: you since uh, 1997. Oh my goodness. Yeah and I'm new to the table. It's uh, I think I've known you since like what 907 this morning. <laughs> probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well one thing we do is we always start with uh, something we never knew about our guests. So can you share with us something that might be surprising or something we never knew?
2: Yeah, um, but I have to preface, like, some people might find this weird and maybe even disgusting or repulsive. No, I, was,
0: I was worried. This my attention is peaked. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> but um, I am obsessed with cleaning drains. What? Like, pulling hair out of drains. Like, oh. that... There's something so satisfying about it. No. Yeah, no you like pull yuck. it up and you look through it. So I heard you
3: say
0: at the beginning you kind of were like, I am, am obsessed with cleaning. And then I pictured Ron going, what? Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: not. No, I don't clean. No, 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 no. But I will You're talking the about
0: shower, yeah. tub,
2: the, yeah the tub ones are the Ugh. best because it's long hair when you wash your hair oh you're,
3: you're
0: kidding that's no so
2: it's amazing <laughs> yeah. and like not no, i'm not talking about like using tools i'm like talking about uh, yeah like just like pulling it up and no and way
3: like, no way
0: and not like just throwing it away
2: no you gotta look at it first because it's the phenomenon like i got mad at ron once because he cleaned the drain when i was gone <laughs> oh, i've been waiting like months for it to like build up <laughs>
0: Okay, Jen, I'm, I always think we need to know more about each other. <laughs> and then there are some times.
3: Best kept to yourself.
0: No, I'm very excited about today and a little bit <laughs> nervous because we've known each other since yeah. 1997, like I said. yeah. And we came to Racine, Christy yep. and I, to be youth pastors. And we had just Kaylee at that time. And so talk to us a little bit about. Uh, how that was for you when we came to town.
2: So ironically, I was 17 and it was the end of my junior year and I was bound and determined that I was not going to like you or your wife. I was <laughs> like, "Nope, I'm not having it. I'm not nope, I'm not going to get to know them. <laughs> oh, man. They're going to be horrible people even if they weren't. Like, nope, not not a part of it."
0: So why why was th- I mean, I probably made that easy, but why was that <laughs> uh, how you, how you thought of that transition?
2: It was totally a selfish motivation. It was, you know, I'm going to be a senior. And when new youth pastors come in, they focus on the younger ones because those are the ones that they're going to have longevity with. And I'm on sure. my way out. So I wasn't going to get the attention I wanted. I wasn't going to get the leadership that I needed. Um, mm. and I just like put this false, like wall of perception up that turned out to be the complete opposite as we're sitting across the table from each other 20 yeah years well later.
0: Uh, so actually i think we got to town and within weeks we were driving the students that were going on an aim trip yeah. down to chicago to the yep, airport to the missions trip yeah yep. and that's when and of course we when we met you we met ron
2: yeah we were dating high school sweethearts
0: yes ron of course a member of our team here and
2: He's a legend. Um,
0: so, <laughs> for people that don't know Ron, yeah. How would you des- how would you describe Ron to people that have never met him?
2: Ron um has the like demeanor of Ron Swanson. He has the OCDs and love for cleaning uh, like Danny Tanner, and oh, wow. he has the domestic abilities and capabilities of Martha Stewart. Like that is Ron Martha's- Hewitt. Martha, Explain that. He, he irons his jeans. He wraps a present like it is on Pinterest. <laughs> he organizes our spice closet or our spice cabinet based on, like, alphabetically and knows instantly if it's out Really? Of order.
0: He sounds like the man of every woman's dream. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He,
2: I am definitely the dude in the relationship. Like, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Oh, man.
0: Well, uh, so... You guys were dating, Yeah. you're in your senior year, and then uh, off to college. You guys for go, kind of? a hot
2: minute. We went away for a hot minute. Like, let's be real. So, so where did you go? I went to Whitewater for a semester. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your, did you have, did you declare major?
2: Um, I think at the time it was elementary ed. Okay. And then Ron was at UW-Stout.
0: Yes, when in doubt, go to staff for a <laughs> major because he
2: wanted a cush job that would lead to like football coaching. So there you
0: go. Yeah. So you made it a semester each.
2: Yeah, but our phone bill was like psychotic. <laughs>
0: uh huh. I do remember that actually.
2: Yeah, because back in the day you had to use your uh, cordless phone, you no know, cell phones, and you had to punch in a code in order to communicate and like then your... Your uh, bill would it would be charged to you. I so, remember
0: that. Yeah. yeah,
2: lots of long distance phone calls. S-
0: some of them were buttering up daddy. I'm sure. Oh,
2: a hundred percent. Like my dad would get the phone bill and be like, "What is this hundred and eighty dollar phone bill for the month?" <laughs> and you'd have to be like, "Dad, but you're so amazing. I love you. And this is the man of my I dreams. Love you, daddy. You're so yeah, great. I love you, daddy. Can you also fill my gas tank up?" <laughs>
0: So you got back to Racine and then yeah. Ron somehow couldn't make it Yeah, I mean either. it
2: was just miraculous that he felt God calling him back at the same no time. Not. I know.
0: So you get back to Racine then and you start kinda helping out with youth group and talk about that.
2: Yeah. So um, I obviously when I was away I didn't really plug into a, a, a church um, there and so we went back to youth group and Um, loved working with students and you had seen like qualities that, um, were good administratively and like just being people person. So I was an admin for you part time. And then Christy had just gone back to work, uh, teaching part, part days. And so on the off days I nannied the kids and it was, it was pretty cool. I got to do like kind of the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. She did a job share. And so you came and you watched our kids.
2: Yep. It was like Monday, Wednesday, every other Friday. And then I was in the office So the the people you hated most, you got stuck. Yeah, I exactly. Like I hated them, I wasn't gonna like them, and now I am taking care of their children.
0: (laughs) So yeah, and then um, then uh, you guys you got engaged and married. How old were you guys Um, when when you got married?
2: So. Got engaged the day after we graduated high school and got married Whoa. exactly a year later. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 19. So how, how did
0: you propose to Ron then? Yeah.
2: Well, first of all, like <laughs> yeah. my parents did not even allow us to go on a one-on-one date till we graduated. So the very first date he proposed. Um, but yeah, we got married a year later. We couldn't even rent a car. Ron's... So you
3: were engaged
0: when you went to college then?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ron's yep. a
0: man of few words. I'm sure that was... It
2: was, will you marry me? That there was no, there was no, like, long speech or this amazing I love you. It literally was, actually it was, he didn't even say it. It was in a fortune cookie. It was written. <laughs> so he didn't actually ever say the words. He just held the ring. And I was like, yes. Did, so, he,
0: did he make the fortune cookie? Did yeah,
2: he? him and my mom. Yeah. yeah, he, of course, he made the fortune cookie. He <laughs> right. put it in there and he Euro sealed it. Makes, he had a Euro sealer. This
3: makes perfect wow. sense. Yeah. It
2: was
3: Where ridiculous. does a 19-year-old go on a honeymoon?
2: Um, if we you, went if you can't team. even rent a car, okay. how do you guys
3: go on a We
2: went to the Dells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but ten years Living later, we went on a cruise. So yeah, mini golf, great time. <laughs> Driving so the yeah, motorboats
0: around. This is the best. Exactly. Your, so your wedding though yeah. was. Uh, you had reached out to one of these channels. I was obsessed what, with
2: watching TLC, and they had the wedding story. And so I wrote in. Um, to like tell them our love story. and we were selected. Uh, we had to fill out like all this paperwork, get all these permission slips from everywhere we were gonna be like the, the salon. Seriously, the you were
3: you were gonna be on the show.
2: On the show, I was so excited. My friends were all excited. We told everyone we knew. it was amazing. And then two weeks before, they called to confirm everything, and they had swapped dates with another wedding on accident. So oh, no. we didn't get to do it. And you know what? They sent me, like, a, a VHS tape of the, a compilation of the greatest weddings they've shot. I'm like, oh, you've
3: got to be kidding.
2: Thanks a lot. I, let, <laughs> my burning. wedding's not on there. They should have at
3: least paid for the honeymoon
0: or I, something. Yeah, you
2: know? the Dells. Come on. <laughs> I could have got, you know.
0: So... I wasn't the only one who had a conflict with the day. Yeah, can we talk
2: about the fact that you boycotted my wedding and you left the country? It was a boycott. It was a boycott in my eyes. I was
0: going to reach people for Jesus. Missions, missions. Where was that again? I think Argentina. (laughs) Yeah, but didn't
2: your backpack get stolen in Argentina? So I mean, that might be a sign. Come
0: up. Speaking of signs, let's talk about your wedding then.
2: Okay, so TLC, um, they really missed out. They, uh, it was like tv gold um (laughs) when i was walking down the aisle with my dad you know it's supposed to be like a special moment i look and it looks like there's fire at the end of the the aisle on the communion table and i'm like what in the world and so we get to the end of the aisle where just before they ask you know who gives this woman and my dad sees the fire and he lunges but Ron's best friend, the best man, thought that he was lunging at him to hit him, so he lunges oh and goodness. Ron's holding him back, and it's like, what in the heck? Then everyone like looks and realizes that the table is on fire. So the <laughs> our like a bridesmaid and groomman came and they stomped it out with the pastor's Bible and oh put goodness. the fire out. And that was before the wedding even officially started. So
3: best wedding story ever. They yeah, totally but, missed out.
2: Exactly, but it didn't end there. We ten minutes later, one of our groomsmen. Passed out, fainted, fell over <laughs> oh in the son. middle of the service. It was
3: locked the
0: knees.
2: Yes, fainting and fires. That was Whoa. that was our wedding.
0: I did hear the flower girl was pretty good though.
2: Yeah, Kaylee was amazing. She was four and so cute. Gave her a little Kit Kat in the bottom of her flower basket. So, I mean, at least I had a trip there. <laughs> they <laughs> nice. weren't all boycotting.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that. Well, wait, you said something about the restaurant where...
2: Yeah, so the restaurant Ron proposed to me a year later burnt down. So, I mean, like, I'm glad I don't believe in signs or omens (laughs) because... Somebody was trying to get your attention. Someone was trying to get my attention, but...
3: But here (laughs) you are. How many years
0: later?
2: 21 years. 21 years later. Next week. Wow.
3: You showed them a way to go.
2: I showed them. Ain't no fire fainting going (laughs) to stop this love match. Wow. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, um, we're going to take a... Just a, We insert some segments into these things where we like to do something called uh, the GOAT. The GOAT. So the GOAT is greatest of all time. So yes. just to let you know how it works, we, this won't be your category, but God. the most obvious no discussion would be greatest basketball player of all time. The reason we don't use that because everybody knows that's Michael Jordan. So there would be... <laughs> there you go. It would be like, oh, well, really? of course. Oh okay. go. So yeah. for you, Yeah. your category, greatest of all time,
2: mm-hmm. boy band. Oh, hands down! New Kids on the Block, N.K.O.T.B. Really? All the way.
3: Didn't even think about it. Just
2: nope. I just, had that's it. the dolls. I had the concert tickets. Oh my goodness! I watched the Saturday morning cartoons. I had my favorite New Kid, Jordan Knight. I didn't know they
3: had a cartoon.
0: Oh,
2: they had a Saturday There's a lot morning I don't cartoon. Know about. Wow! New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I could educate you. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. So, that was that was your favorite from. Well, junior I, high.
2: Um, well, elementary, but like I did go as an adult to a concert. What? With my sister. But only because the concert that we actually had tickets to at Alpine Valley in 5th grade was canceled. So, how it was like were, redemption.
0: How old were you when you went?
2: <sighs> 35. <laughs> uh-huh. But it was like redemption. <laughs> I, I I got to see Jordan Knight, and he walked past my fingertips, and <laughs> life was good.
0: So your GOAT is New Kids on the Block. Oh, 100%. You are 100% wrong. What are you talking about? I am so glad that I can be here to help you learn you something you know didn't know today. You know nothing about boy bands.
3: <laughs> BTS.
2: What? BTS. BT like You what? don't know
3: who that is? They're, they're even... like the best Jen. they're K pop. They're like the best boy band what in the is world. K-pop? They won an award or something, I heard recently for their Oh
2: my word. No, no. Look, look You're... it up. No. Look it up, Jen. Oh, I'll look it up. Right. That song with Halsey, so, right? Yeah. Uh, boy oh, with Love, right? The, what? How the even know these songs is disturbing.
0: <laughs> Maybe this is why you're in Kids Ministry. So. <laughs>
2: yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway,
0: all right, let's get back to let's see. We were working together. You mm-hmm. guys are married. You yep. you went on your honeymoon. Yeah. You were helping out with youth group. It was amazing. And uh, one of the things we did in youth group every other year, we would take uh, a group of students, just buses of kids, out to Colorado and do this. Epic. This adventures. trip together. Yeah. And I bring that up because I recall.
2: The worst day of my life?
0: Well, I wouldn't have I thought, thought. It of wasn't it that always way. wedded bliss. Is it that what was. was saying?
2: Oh, it was top five worst days of my life.
0: So I.
2: And it was caused by Steve Trip. I like. Let's <laughs> put that out there. I
0: like adventure, right? I love stories. I love yep. what can happen. And yep. so I. Undersold. Ask, asked you guys if you would like to come along. No, little, no, 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 no. This is already track. starting
2: wrong. No, he undersold what was actually going to be happening. Let's How so? Straight. What happened? Steve Tripp has the ability to make you do things that he, he says are going to be really simple, but in turn our hearts. So, like, <laughs> basically... Said, we're going to just go walk these trails. And it was climbing Mount Everest <laughs> with yes, Mount Everest. no water. Short flight to <laughs> Nepal. Right. I mean, acclimation. It was, it was, yeah, it was rough. We were not having it.
0: Yeah, right. Actually, during that part of the trip, I recall it was a nice, like, double date. It was Yeah. Ron no. And it you was and not, Christy and I. It's not
2: how we look at Christy and I do not look at it like that. We would have much rather had shopping dates than. Ironically, Christy wants
0: to go for a walk with me every day now. (laughs) Right. So.
2: But notice it's not in Colorado. It's around your neighborhood. Okay. Because she knows.
0: To be fair, we start climbing a mountain. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing.
2: Ron and I almost got divorced. (laughs) Yes. It was so bad. What happened?
3: What made it so bad?
2: So these boys, like, are trying to be encouraging. And Christy and I are the type of people, like, don't, when we're, like, mad, like, don't try to get us out of our madness. Like, just go away. And they were just trying to be positive and agree you girls can do it and blah blah blah. Sounds blah. like
0: amazing husbands. Yeah, Sounds like no. amazing husbands. To and
2: him. we were just not having it. So we're just like get away from us. Well, Steve decides, you know, he's got more years and clout in his marriage. He he'd be fine if he left us. Ron's like, I'm only a year in, so I got to at least try to support my <laughs> wife. So he tried to stay with us, but we were we were not having it. We were done. In the minute that it got like super hard, even harder than it was, Christine and I decided we were done, and so we started walking down the mountain. And down this trail, this toothless old man driving this <laughs> decrepit pickup truck. Literally, oh, we hitchhiked in the back of his truck Seriously. to the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, wow. hitchhiked. Looking back, I'm like that. It that was insane. Right. Insane. But we were so mad.
0: I think. That you, we can all learn that stubbornness is not a good trait. And hey, it got you, us to the bottom of the mountain. You guys could have been in such danger. We were in more your poor, danger staying
2: on that mountain. Your poor
0: encouraging than getting into were stuck the strange the toothless man's truck. Yes, a hundred
2: percent. It saved our marriage. Us leaving.
0: <laughs> potato, potato. So, yes. Uh, well, now to be fair, you oh, and Ron managed to work I know things where this out is going. because. About nine months later. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, six weeks after we got home, about. Yeah. I found out we were expecting. But that has nothing to do with Colorado. So your marriage was saved
3: that night. It was
2: saved because we hitchhiked. So
3: So here's the truth. It was the toothless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Here's what I really have to say. He saved our marriage. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, whatever. Uh, Yeah. So,
0: yeah, no, but that's pretty exciting because at that point, I think we had. Kaylee and Lexi. Yeah, and Gunner. And Gunner. Yep. And um, and so you are around our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. We were around you guys, and we were just super excited uh, about you guys having a baby. And yeah. So, um, just tell us a little bit about that, um,
2: yeah. that journey. When we found out we were pregnant, one, it was a total surprise. Someone, in fact, had asked me the day before, like, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, oh, probably five years. Colorado. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, Found out we were expecting, and it it was awesome. Um, we were a little nervous. We had m- like miscarried uh, mm-hmm. before that, and uh, but we just we were excited. We were excited for what was gonna happen. I was excited to be a mom and get to honestly like have kids that would be around Christie's kids, and now like that season of life we we're gonna be able to do together. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool, but. <laughs> Uh, we went in for our routine ultrasound at 19 weeks and, uh, life changed after that moment.
3: Really? So,
0: yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I remember that because we were nervous. We had an experience with, uh, we were with you guys during the miscarriage Mm -hmm. and we had gone through that and that's just such a, you know, the stress of a pregnancy that is, is a real thing. So when we got the news on the 19 weeks, we were like, oh, well, so we just gotta continue to pray. But tell us kind of what they were telling you because yeah. we didn't really know.
2: No, we went in and I, I had a sense that something wasn't quite right um, because they took a lot of pictures. They took a lot of time. And back then, I'm sure it's still the same now, but the, the text can't really tell you anything. You know, I'd ask him like, what is that? And I saw a big blob on the black blob on the screen and he's just like, oh, it's a bladder and then just kept like going. Um, and so I left that appointment uneasy. Um, Hmm. And a couple hours later, it was a Friday, we had gotten a call from the doctor saying that he had seen some things that were questionable with uh, our baby's kidneys and bladder. Um, And there could be a couple different options. It could range from anything that was super serious to just nothing. But he encouraged us not to worry, (laughs) not to look on the internet. Um, And then he had made us an appointment the following Monday to see a specialist in Milwaukee. So yeah,
0: that's kind of a crazy thing they do is like, yeah. Hey, nothing to worry about. Don't, Don't worry. think about it, but we need to see you but, right away. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, the weekend, weekend to think about it. Right? Yeah. That
2: was a hard weekend, but we have great friends. So.
0: so then we, we kind of got that news. We were praying and yep. and then you go in and, and what's, what's the verdict? What are they telling Yeah, you? it
2: was really grim. So we went in that Monday and uh, were super nervous already. Um, but within like 10 minutes of the ultrasound the doctor uh just looked at us and he explained that it looked like uh the baby's kidneys weren't working and that the bladder was distended oh, wow. um and that he like they gave us the option of terminating and uh, yeah biggest. and they kind of pushed it pretty hard we were young we were you know 22 um at the time and he probably looked at us like these are children and you know But we that was not an option for us. So we're like, nope, that's not happening. So what else can we do? And uh, he told us about a surgery that they could perform in utero. um, And we had the option of going to Philadelphia to have the surgery done where those doctors had trained or to do it here um, because they had been trained. And so we opted to have it in Milwaukee because that's where our support system was and knew it would be better.
0: So you had... Hunter had a surgery. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, two weeks later. um, It was just before youth convention. And we went in. And at that point, we didn't know if he was a boy or a girl yet still. Um, Okay. But uh, just before they had said that um, he was a a little boy. And uh, we were like going back and forth between names. And it was actually Steve who suggested the name Hunter. And we're like, we like that name. And so we named him that. So then all during the surgery, um, I'm 19 weeks pregnant. And I'm I'm not out. They just numb you they um, inserted a shunt into his bladder and out his abdomen that oh, would wow. yeah, help help drain, that, right? yeah that helped that yeah that drain the blockage I've never heard of that <laughs> yeah and then they were like it was cool because they were talking like okay hunter's doing this now and hunters doing that And so it was he was less than a pound right. but they were calling him by name and it was it was cool
0: yeah I remember that time being like just a lot of bad news though yeah it was like one it after was another after another especially when they're saying hey here's your options they all mm-hmm. pointed towards this is a really yeah. bad situation. Yeah. So here's your options. Yep. Um, so fast forward, like now, how many weeks later is that, that, that he's born? Cause he was so born in that, February, right? Yeah.
2: That's I mean, basically half of your pregnancy, um, is just left with the unknown. They kept telling, we had ultrasounds three times a week. Um, they kept telling us, you know, we don't know what's happening. We don't, hmm. we don't know if his kidneys are working. Um, towards the end, the shunt stopped working, so they told us most likely when he was born that he wouldn't make it. Oh my goodness! Um, so we went into it just unsure and unaware of what was going to be happening. Are we going to be bringing him home, or is he going to go home with Jesus? Like we, yeah. we weren't, we didn't know.
0: So he ended up being born. He on... was
2: born on February nineteenth, two thousand. Um, three.
0: Shout out, Hunter. Happy That's birthday. That's right. And hey, I was we actually, were supposed to share a birthday, weren't we? Yeah, it was
2: due on your birthday. I had him um, a month early. And ironically, like that night that I went into labor, Ron was at your house until three in the morning uh. playing <laughs> video games. Like... I don't that even remember what game. Uh, it was. doesn't ring a bell. I don't recall. He comes home and I'm like, I think I'm in labor, and he said, "Is that the time he walked home?" Yes. He for <laughs> so he for Steve forgot that he we lived six blocks apart, but it was winter and snowing, and Steve forgot that uh, Ron rode with him, and so Ron walks out the door, realizes I don't have a car here. Instead no, of knocking on no, no, no. the door, no. I
0: think you came over. And I left. And you drove. That's what it was. I and left. he didn't want to knock on the door. So There were so many home. late nights at the
2: truck house. <laughs> so he just walked home, got into so bed. So I'm
3: hearing that she left her husband there. Yeah, at the that So well, that was
2: common. To, that I was to very go common. For Ron there for so it's a
3: not really his fault no. that he stayed oh up till three Lord. playing totally video games. He kind of left him there. Couldn't have. Totally
2: his fault. So, yeah. Right wait. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we drove to Milwaukee and we had him. And uh, it just seemed that things were getting even more grim. They told us um, that. His kidneys weren't working, his bladder functioning wasn't well, his oh, kidney function levels were, were fatal. Right. Um, they told us basically to take him home and let him die peacefully. Wow. Yeah. They connected us with like bereavement counselors and,
0: uh, yeah, there was no like, no, here's your options. It no. was
3: just like, this is what you need to do yeah. as I recall. So thrilled that he's born,
0: right.
2: Yeah. And not
3: still born like you yeah. expected him to yep. be. And he had
2: no lung issues. Um, right. And hmm yeah but was, then
3: even after that like so it's, it's up and down the whole time and then yeah. you're like yes he's here and, and he's then, alive no. and he made it and they just immediately said he's yeah. not going to make it in fact
2: the doctor came through um they didn't see ron and i behind the curtain but um i had had him on a wednesday and um on friday that doctor had the day before off and he's like oh is the hewitt baby still alive mm. and i heard that and i instantly was just like Uh uh-uh, like this is, this is not, this is not good, so.
0: So then you had to change plans, obviously. Yeah,
2: I, um, I fought for him to be transferred to Children's Hospital, and I said, "We're this is not an option for us, we're going to fight for him, and, um, it took a little bit of convincing, but, uh, yeah, I had him transferred, and it was night and day experience.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it went from, here's the bad news to here's the plan, as I recall, like, like, for people who don't know about Children's, it's this place where they go all in and, and everybody so there works on you, you at that time. and wow.
2: Yeah, it was like the first sense of hope that we had. The doctor is right away there. Um, she was like, and she's still his doctor today, which is kind of cool, but um, she's like, this is the plan. We're going to do this, 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 this. If this doesn't work, then we're going to do this and this and that. And it was like hope. And I remember even talking to Christy that day and I was updating her and she could tell in our voices that, it went from, I don't know how I'm going to handle this, to hope. Just in what we were describing to her. I mean, there was a blatant difference. So we were there for three weeks. Um, hmm. And his kidneys were damaged, but they weren't completely failed. And they did a couple of procedures to undo the blockage. And, um, yeah, we had to do, like, medication and doctor appointments. and But we took him home.
3: What caused you to press past the doctor's kind of pronouncement of, you know, Hey, you just need to take him home, and you know him asking the question is the is the Hewitt baby still alive? What what rose up inside of you, or how did you have the courage to press yeah. on and say no? We're going to take this extra step and change hospitals. Why didn't you just go along with what they said?
2: Normally, like I'm the I'm a little bit of a feisty person to begin with, but when it comes to people in authority or like if I'm intimidated, I tend to like back down and go with them, but. For me um, and Ron both, we just were bound to determine that we were going to do everything possible in order to make sure that he had everything that he needed. And if in the end, um, you know, God's plan for him was to go home with him, then we knew that we had done everything that we could. And so it just I mean, I don't know if it's mama bear mixed with your faith that just like morphed into this. Don't harm my child, you know, and we fought for him. So
3: where did you draw a lot of strength from during this time?
2: So for us, um, our our friends like Steve McCursey were a huge part of that, um, praying with us, living life with us, and we had watched them go through some pretty hard stuff because um Hunter was born in February, but in December, Steve Dad had passed away in an oh, accident. Wow. And watching their family Handle that and watching his mom handle that with such grace, and just knowing that Jesus was the hope and Jesus was the reason, and she was still going to be living her life and doing what God called her to do um, really gave me the strength to see that I can get through this. If she can get through this, if, if Stephen Christie can get through this, then you know I can get through this. So. Yeah,
0: community sure makes a <laughs> difference. Yeah, that was an huge example time for sure. Um, and I know, like. The story is kind of interesting because not, was it a year later or how, how, how much later before he needed yeah that, his, the kidney? Yeah.
2: So, um, when he was one, uh, his kidneys completely failed yeah. and we had to do dialysis oh, yeah. at home. Right. Yeah. We got trained 10 hours a, a day. It actually would happen at night, um, seven days a week. So we would, we would travel with the dialysis machine. We'd do everything. And, um, at 18 months he was finally big enough for transplant. And so I was tested. And I was a match, so july twenty wow. ninth, two thousand and four he got my kidney. So oh. yeah.
0: Which is the ultimate leverage for any parent. Right. It's a difficult way to get there. So but. he oh, owes man. me the
2: best Mother's Day gifts ever. I use the kidney card for everything. <laughs> I didn't
3: know you gave him a kidney. Yeah, My goodness.
2: Everything. Wow. It's yeah. It's he he owes me for the I gave him life twice. So <laughs> yes, right. it's the best guilt. Well, it sounds ever. like Steve
3: gave him life here <laughs> Two back in the day in Colorado. I I, was yes, I uh, set the he's stage. Oh, it's caused the divorce.
2: Why, <laughs> why are you getting He
0: rescued British? the day. So <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, in the middle of that, yeah, mm-hmm. you referenced my dad passed away and mom yeah. was healing up uh, yeah. from that accident, and on her way to she, they were both preparing to go back to Vietnam as missionaries. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I know you had had interactions, and my mom is just this.
2: She's amazing. Talk about goat, like yeah. Jenny Trip is the goat <laughs> She's amazing. But yeah, she had come to the hospital and she was recovering herself. Like she had a shattered hip and a -hmm. a broken leg and was in a wheelchair and uh, came and prayed over him. And she said to me, she said, you know, he is one day he's going to be in Vietnam and he is going to like work with these kids and he's going to be able to share his story. (laughs) So that was really cool. Um, Because then fast forward 15 years later, uh, two years ago, I, I got to go to Vietnam and bring him with me. And uh, the first night that we were at one of the church services, he got to share his testimony. And, wow. Yeah, it was cool to see it come, like, into fruition. It's outstanding. Yeah, so yeah. that trip meant a little bit extra to us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my mom is, that's <laughs> like my mom. So, She's a rock star. But I think, you know, the neat part is, and we talk a lot about this, is that you don't just get through a tough event and yeah. then never have it again. So we've been around you guys where, oh, he gets a fever, mm-hmm. so we got to go back in and, and, or whatever happens. I mean, now you got, you got COVID where two of you are immunosuppressed. So, you you know, it's just a different world. And so talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah. A lot of times people think like he had a transplant and so now, um, he's, he's good to go, but that's not really the case. It's a constant, um, up and down. It's a constant health issue. Whenever he gets sick, a fever, or um, you know, flu, or whatever. We're hospitalized. Um, they have to make wow. sure that's not rejection. That, you know, you go through those motions, and then the emotional side of that is every single time we get admitted, um, it it brings back those memories. Yeah. You know, two years ago he was admitted, and it had been a while since he was in the hospital, and it was a reminder again that his health journey is not typical, and it actually caused some major anxiety in me. Um, having to relive that, all these memories came back, and even just the smells of the hospital, it, it just sure. it triggers. And it got to the point where I couldn't even make a phone call to a doctor because I was so mm. anxious, and it just brought back these, these fears. And it took a while, but I, I really pressed into God. I really prayed that he would just help me with these fears and anxieties. And I honestly believe that I went through that then, to kind of prepare me for what's happening now. Because if I had the feelings that I had two years ago with such high anxiety and such fear into what's happening now, I would be a basket case, you know? So, um, yeah. Well, he's like
0: like family, you know, he's like a nephew to me. And so I just always joke with him and treat him probably rougher than I would have even. But like, <laughs> I know I used to tell him every time we'd see him, I'd be like, buddy, you're going to be set. Chicks dig scars. You know? and, <laughs> and, and, and stories. And, 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 uh, um, and the one story that I'm sure he'd want us to tell is when I, we were visit. one of the times we were visiting the hospital. Uh,
2: it's his favorite story ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was little and you know, those uh, toys that you squish for stress and the gel on the inside, and they're like plastic on the outside, like you know, clear. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I don't remember who said it, but it might have been me. But they. Uh, that means it was probably Jen. Yeah, it probably was <laughs> me. But I was like, "You're gonna break that thing," because he was like messing with it. Steve was, and Steve's exact words were, "I don't think these things can break." And as soon as he did it, he squeezed and it exploded oh, over man. the entire room. The oh, sticky blue oh, gel. But the dear, nurse dear. literally walked in. <laughs> seconds after it happened she was not a fan she did not even say one word she looked at the mess looked at him because he was still holding the broken and just like shook her head and walked out there were no words yeah. it was and hunter still talks about that to this day yes. he was little but he remembers
0: well I, you know i love i absolutely love people's stories and i think there's a lot of stories around us we never know because we don't stop and talk and so yeah I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you coming by and Thank sharing you. your yeah. story today it was awesome
2: yeah and don't forget if you ever need your drains unclogged oh, like, don't man. call <laughs> Drano call <laughs> Geno that's
1: so gross I'll clean
2: them for you Yuck. it's oh. amazing
1: this episode is brought to you by North Central University we would love it if you would like subscribe and share this episode with your friends Leave a review and let us know what you think. Just for being our listener, you can receive 10% off all of our merch at our Student min store. Make sure you head to studentmin.com and enter the promo code SNAKESARBAD. Today's episode was hosted by Steve Tripp and Joshua Ernst. Our special guest was Jen Hewitt. Our episode MC was Liz Vanderplug. Our esteemed sound engineer is the talented Swan Ronson. Things I Never Knew is the official podcast for the Wisconsin and Northern Michigan Ministries Network Student Ministries Department.